didn't see you there. Would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me? I'll be your captain. I'm Steve Harrington. And I'm Colin. And I'm Whitney. And this is Scoops Ahoy, a Stranger Things podcast, where we go week by week, chapter by chapter, looking at every episode of Stranger Things. We've now finished all the episodes. We are in the deep, dark void of waiting for season five, which we maybe might get some info on at To Doom. We don't know. It's on Saturday. It's not going to be a release date, but I want it to be a release date. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, we're back this week. We have a top five list. We are doing the top five needle drops throughout all of Stranger Things. Colin and I both have a list. So there's no summary this week. I can't no. say. No, and and we should say right up front because we're we're just this is just for fun. We're not, you know, we're not Rolling Stone putting out the top 500 songs to create. Oh the yeah, I stuff. think this is this is just you know strictly fun. And and Whitney and I obviously in our top five list we all picked different songs, so we may have agreed on something, but we did it so we could. And I also think that it's just our like it's our personal opinion we're not trying to say right yeah and there's also a hundred different ways to interpret this i mean is it you know if you like the song is it a better than a one where you didn't necessarily like the song oh no is it really effective in the moment i mean how do you judge what a best needle drop is so listen just go with it relax and and enjoy the show don't don't think too much about it basically so we'll get, we'll go through our top five list and we had some emails, just kind of random emails from people. And then we also had a bunch of people write in with their top five list. And then we'll kind of wrap it up at the end. Technically, we, Whitney and I did not discuss anything that Dixon and Stein wrote. So no soundtrack kind of background yeah, no, music. These are... And there are also songs from like Midnight Run and Day of the Dead and Escape from New York scores that were brought into stranger things and we didn't discuss those either so we just went Uh strictly kind of the pop song pre-recorded song route yeah just whatever you know whatever floats our boat to be honest so So. i'm I'm gonna start off with my number five which was an ultimate boat floater that i had actually forgotten about until stranger things played it and that is did you just call it a boat floater well yeah because it floated my boat so it's a boat floater is that an actual term? No, I just made is it. Is this like TV tag all over again? <laughs> I think it is, yeah. Okay. So my number five was Twist of Fate by Olivia Newton-John. It's gotta be a strange twist of fate. Me that Which came out in 1983. And that was the song as the folks were going into the snowball. Uh-huh. So they had like Love is a Battlefield was when Dustin and, and Steve are in the car and then they go in and then it's Twist of Fate and then it's time after time and then everybody they take. But I just love the song. And I, like I said, I'd completely forgotten about it. And it's just such a fun song. And it's like the song that I remember from the snowball and more than any, really. Yeah. It's just kind of weird because, you know, obviously every breath you take plays. That's the one, yeah, one of my all-time favorite songs. And then it goes right into the credits, but yeah, it's just that's the one that I keep humming after I watch the snowball episode. So that's funny. No, it's my definitely... number five was Twist of Fate. My number five is what's it? It's like a good what's it? You'll know the term for this. It's like the juxtaposition of the song. Oh, yeah. The scene. Yeah. So like when they play a really poppy, fun song with a dark, dark scene. I love when films and and series do that so i went with american pie 
by Don McLean when they are killing Heather's parents, the Holloway house. Yeah. That Billy was and Heather are. Yeah. And that goes right into the credits too, which was kind of neat. Yes. So yeah, that was episode three of season three. So that was, yes. that was, that was a really good one. Yep. Is um, that, is that called something? Is there a term for that? That's I don't not know. just juxtaposition. I don't know, but yeah, but my number four is right along those same lines and it's Hazy Shade of Winter by Bangles. Oh, yeah. Which is right after Barb gets gets mm-hmm. barbed. <laughs> yes, she gets barbed. So season one, episode two. So it ends with Jonathan and taking the pictures and he walks away and, and the pool is sitting there empty and it goes into. Yeah. Which yes. is, which is really good. So I absolutely love that song. Did you know that my chemical romance or Gerard way, I should say remade it for the umbrella Academy. Oh no, I didn't. That's cool. Oh yeah. It's a really cool remake too. Anyways, my number four, and this was hard. I feel like it's very low. I feel like I'm going to get emails telling me <laughs> that it should be higher, but listen, there was a lot to pick from, okay? And I do love this song, but I went with Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. Basically, it's, I feel like that and Metallica, Master of Puppets, are like season four's like theme song. Right. Maybe in then tie in like journeys. Yeah. But, but yeah, Running Up That Hill, it has, lived in my brain since it came out on oh May yeah absolutely 27th. and and spoiler alert a lot of people wrote in and a lot of people's comments were obviously it's running up that hill is number one so, you know I, it, yeah, yeah is so. i kind of felt like it's too low but i just there are other scenes not necessarily better songs but scenes i like with the particular songs better if that oh, i agree sense. yeah no i agree and i'm not i'm not a huge fan of the song and and wasn't you know, before Stranger Things came out, I wasn't, I wasn't mm-hmm. a huge, uh, there are other Kate Bush songs that I like a lot more. I have um, never heard of her before this. And I know she's from the eighties, so I should, but I have never yeah. heard a single Kate Bush song. But yeah, no, I, I, I get you. That's good. My number three is kind of just on the, just on the aura and, and what it does. And it's the song Deep by Peter Sandberg. And this is the song that's playing, it plays twice. And it actually came out in 2019, just a couple of months before the season dropped. We first heard it in season three, episode eight, in the last episode, when Elle is reading the letter from Hopper mm-hmm. that Joyce gave her. And then I really love how they brought it back in episode nine of season four, when they reunite in the cabin. So I really, I mean, I I like the song and the mood that it evokes anyway, but I thought it was just brilliant to, to bring it back and, and they do that a lot with a lot of songs. I was just going to say that they do that a lot. So, but uh, I really, I really like that one. My number three is actually the song from the trailer for season four and it is separate ways worlds apart. And it's the Bryce Miller alloy tracks mix. It, you hear it in the show in season four, episode eight, but it's also the song 
from the trailer. And I had a hard time picking it because I also love the season three trailer where they remix the Motley Crue song. Yep. Home Sweet Home. Home Sweet Home with yep. uh, Bob O'Reilly. Yep. Yeah, no, I, and, and this is a song that I loved separate ways. I, I loved it growing up in the 80s. It was just, it, I think I mentioned See, I it didn't, at the time. I, I was never my favorite Journey song, but when they remixed it, I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm here for it. I remember, I think I remember, we, we talked about it. I, I remember picking it out on the keyboard at the time when I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was 13, I think 12 or 13 when it came out. So, yeah, but yeah, I love, and I still remember just hearing it in the trailer and, like and it kind of it kind of starts coming with like is that separate way is that separate I think that's yes. separate ooh that's separate ways you know yes. it was one of those kind of things so that was that was really cool so okay my number two was the other duh, obvious one and that is Master of Puppets. Yeah, I just love everything about it. I love the moment, and a lot of it has to do with loving Eddie. Mm-hmm. And it was one of these songs that I was aware existed, but if somebody had said, you know, in, in April of this year, hum Master of Puppets, I, I wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. But I remember right. people like seeing the video, like from the trailer and going, oh, so many people guessed it. I bet he's playing Master of Puppets. I'm like, okay. I sure. saw some tweet. I think it was a tweet. And I don't remember who someone had like analyzed his fingers on the guitar yeah and figured out they were like this is it's going to be master of puppets and i was like holy crap that is a long hard look at what eddie's doing (laughs) (laughs) so anyways my number two also has to do with eddie dying and it is they also used it when they were reviving will which i kind of made me so sad like the the opposite you know feelings of it or whatever so it's when it's cold i'd like to die by moby which was in season one episode eight and then season four episode nine and i don't know both scenes make you cry <laughs> oh it's, it's just it's such a heart-wrenching song and it's one that i'd never heard before stranger Mm-mm. things um i do a couple moby songs here and there but yeah oh it's just such a gut punch of a song yes it's, it's hard to... it, it was worse in season four i think than, yeah. than season one okay my number one It's got to be, and I know you're going to laugh, but it's got to be a never-ending story. And I just, I love everything about it, and I love it in the moment because it was this super tense moment at the end of season three, when the whole world is collapsing and and the Duffers are just like, just, just take a break. Let's just have some fun, throw in a cool 80s song. And every single time, and I'm not exaggerating, every single time I watch it, I get like that goosebumpy kind of shivery kind of feeling. It just makes me so happy. Like so when, when, when Susie starts dancing around and, and just the look on Hopper's face when he realizes what's Wait, going on. Which I I guess I thought Never Ending Story was a much more obscure movie than it is. Did you? I mean, I used to watch it as a kid and it's very like 
I don't know. If you've never watched the Never Ending Story, don't do it now. Yeah, no, it's not. It's Weird. not a great movie. Yeah, and it's it is it is very bizarre. But I think I think the song kind of made it through. I oh, think, I agree. But know. did did you realize that like so many people? Do you think they knew that like tons of people were going to know that song, or did they learn it from the show? You think? I I think the adults obviously would that know. yeah not necessarily the little kids but like yeah. our age group do you think they knew that song i think so them? really I, yeah I, I, i'd I say probably, have... the, probably not everyone yeah because i have <laughs> but probably I, a good a majority probably i think i've told you it. this I have, I have a shirt with just a horse on it and it just says our tax yeah with like an exclamation point. nobody ever gets yep. it ever they never know <laughs> what it is they think it's like a, a company logo or something i'm like no it's the yeah. worst part of any movie ever made yeah, but oh, I just I love the song and I love the scene and it's still, you know, when we when we decided to do needle drops, I'm like, well, I know what my number one is. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, same. I mean, yeah. So I'm gonna get a lot of hate for my number one. I feel like, but I'm sticking to it. I know, and I know what it is. Yeah, I know you know what it is. <laughs> it is Hopper singing "You Don't Mess Around with Jim" by J- is it Crows? I never know how to say his name. Crouch, Crouchy. And they say you don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. You don't it's when it's right after he gets in. Well, you first hear it in season two when he's cleaning the cabin with Elle, but then you also hear it in season three, episode two, after he after Mike figures out that Hopper might murder him if he comes over to visit Elle anymore and he's singing along to it in his yeah. truck. And I just I love it. I love it. It's yeah, my... I remember. I remember you saying it at the time how much you love that song and it was. Yeah, it, it just it makes me so happy because Hopper is just so. You don't. I feel like you don't get to see Hopper. You know, relaxed and let loose a lot, like jovial Hopper. And yeah. I mean, we got zero of that in season four, and season three was real angry. So I enjoyed seeing Hopper relax a little bit. Well, it it is kind of interesting that our top both our number ones. Mine was the uber fun and goofy never-ending story and yours was the spunky and happy you don't mess around with yeah because it's not a show about monsters and (laughs) because i don't like to feel sad trauma and sadness yeah those are so yeah so my five through one i had twist of fate hazy shade of winter deep master puppets a never-ending story you had american pie running up that hill separate ways when it's cold i'd like to die and you don't mess around with jim correct that is it All right. So before we did get quite a few people writing in with their own list, but we also had just some random emails that I wanted to get to. So I'll go through these. Which we love. Go through these rather quickly. So first one is, hello, my name is Sam. I'm 11 and absolutely love Stranger Things. You probably get emails like this all the time. So you probably won't see this. But if you do, just know that I love your podcast. I found you guys on Spotify when I was on vacation in Chicago and been binge listening ever since. I'm currently on season three, episode five. Love you guys. Colin and Whitney, have a great day. Bye. And let me just say how much I love that Sam thinks that we're so overwhelmed with emails that it might get lost yeah. in the shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Sam. Yeah, we, we, we get a fair number. We from, do. From we around do. the world, which is kind of cool. Yes, so. that's my favorite part, actually. Uh, we had Scarlett write in <laughs> with a completely random yes. email. And, and she admitted it was random. She said, Iconic Scoops Ahoy. What flavor is the top right now? Is it episode four, season four? Totally love your podcast. 
That thing I said was just random, LOL. <laughs> so I think she's asking, obviously, what our favorite episode is right now in the in the series. Yeah. I think it probably is Dear Billy. It's the one I got the t-shirt for it. Yeah, um, uh, I I'm, love. I'm trying hard to think. I do like the op- the the pilot episode, the one one episode mm-hmm. too, which is which is really good for setting yes. things up. Yeah. I, I don't know. I would, it's so hard to pick. I, I might go like right now. It might be the dive. I love that episode. Yeah. So what is that? Chapter six. Yeah. And I, I remember liking the bathtub. Um, the one yes. when, um, when Elle is in the, in the school gym with the, with the mm-hmm. makeshift. That, that was a, that was a good episode too. So Logan here from Dallas. Love y'all's podcast because you two and the listeners share a love and appreciation for all things, stranger things. One of the things that captivated me with the series was the homage homage to all things 80s. I was recently watching Say Anything, the quirky coming-of-age tale of two high school graduates falling in love, and I couldn't help but think of the lead Ioni Sky character, uh, Diane Court, basically embodying all things Nancy. Which is a good point. It is. Diane even goes so far as telling her father that kids think of her only as a priss, which is something Robin calls Nancy when Steve mentions his love for her in season three. Seems to be a huge trend in archetypes in movies from the 80s, huh? Brunette, modestly beautiful, smart. Just a unique observation I made. Keep at y'all's show. I enjoyed the breakdown of Nightmare on Elm Street and how it correlates to our favorite show. Kindest of regards, Logan. Logan, yes, I do notice that as a blonde in the 80s, blondes were often the the mean girls. They were often yeah. the bitchy mean ones and the brunettes were, you know, the dying courts or whatever. That's true. I was not, by the way, even though I was blonde, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And then the last one, this is from PC. Hi, Colin and Whitney. Can't tell you guys how much I've enjoyed your recaps of Stranger Things. I'm a latecomer to the fandom and actually didn't start watching the show until season four dropped. Glad you're on board. Yeah, welcome. I binged it in its entirety in about three days. We've been there. When I I get into a rewatch, I can't stop. You just keep going. I uh, then immediately went back to the beginning to watch again in details, which is when I found your show. You guys have made me love Stranger Things even more, especially when you go into detail about the movie making magic that goes into so many shots. I also really love your most spirited moments when you pick out little 80s details that someone like me, born in 1991, would likely miss. But this got me thinking, maybe you could tie in some kind of questions segment for international viewers who might need some help with American cultural references. For example, I live in the UK and had no idea what a pep rally was good point which i love your idea love it but i also don't know what they don't know so if you have a question and you are an international listener and you don't know what just email us and we will happily answer or explain if we can absolutely goes on to say i do have one burning question which has been driving me crazy when owen's house gets ransacked you guys mentioned the line about peter's school project i know Might end up becoming significant later on. Well, we thought at the time. Yes. I've now watched the entire show twice and can't figure out who Peter is. Please help. Thank you for keeping me company and for all the great trivia. Hope the Stranger Things 5 doesn't drag too much for you both. The wait until Stranger Things 5 doesn't drag too much. Sending you some schmacking good vibes all the way from Plymouth, England. So I'll let you handle the Peter. Listen, this is it's. I'm going to drive to the Duffer's house and have a talk with them. But for those of us that were obsessed with Stranger Things from the beginning and we were all hyped up listening or waiting for season four, we were, you know, waiting and watching every single thing that they released. And when they released the cast information for new characters for Stranger Things season four, they had J.B. Campbell Bauer. His character was named Peter Ballard. And 
I were, and it turns out it was just a placeholder, basically. They couldn't say that Jamie Campbell Bauer was actually playing Henry Creel, who was also Vecna. So they had to give him a fake name, basically. And Peter Ballard does not exist. It's just the placeholder. So when they were at Owen's house and he said, those are Peter's school projects, I was like, oh my gosh, Peter is the is Jamie Campbell Bauer. And I feel like maybe at some point Owens adopted him. And then my whole theory was blown out of the water when Stranger Writers tweeted that it was just a placeholder name. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they had been going, they, they, I know he was listed in the credits as friendly orderly. Yeah. They never, um, they never list the name Peter Ballard or anything. It was just a placeholder. Yeah. But I feel like there were way too many Peters. They did it on purpose to throw everyone off. So, yes. So thank you for that schmacking good question from England. So. Okay, so let's get into the lists that people sent to us. Yes. So first one here. Hi there, Colin and Whitney. This is 12-year-old lad from Utah. When I heard there was another 12-year-old, Harriet, Harriet, listening to the show, I was so happy that I was not the only kid listening. Anyway, here are my top five noodle drops. Number five, he says, is Pass the Duchy by Musical You. Says this is a really good scene. The lines from Argyle were hilarious. So this first popped up in episode four of season four, right after the shootout when Argyle drives up in the in the Surfer Boy Pizza van, and then we hear it again in episode six when um, Argyle and Eden are getting high in the back of the van. Mm-hmm. So that is past the duchy. His number four was Separate Ways. Says the trailer Creel House scene gave me the final battle vibes. Very cool. His number three was my number one, never-ending story. This scene is a total change of pace from the scene that was happening at the time. Love it. His number two is Master of Puppets, says this scene is insane. Then he put in two honorable mentions. One is Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash, which we haven't talked about yet. Should I stay or should I go? which was the original Needle Drop, really, uh, says this song just makes me happy. We hear that episodes two, four, and seven of season one, and then we hear it again in episode eight of season two when they're trying to bring Will back from the beyond and Jonathan plays it to him then. Then honorable mention number two from Lad is, he says, I know this one isn't a pre-recorded song, but I love Kids by Dixon and Stein. This is the kind of the iconic. Oh yeah, this is de- yeah. This is like what I think of when I think of Dixon and Stein. Yeah, it, it's 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 heard so many times. Mm-hmm. Beginning right at the beginning of season one, after we get out of the lab scene and we get to the kids down in the basement when they're breaking up their D and D game and yeah. then they ride off on their bikes and then it it goes all the way through the bit where Dustin and Will kind of split off and Will keeps going. It is somehow and i can honestly say i don't feel like a lot of musicians can do this but they somehow captured i mean that song sounds like it is just from the 80s that song transports me back in time when i hear it like it is very just i don't know what they did because i mean all their songs like obviously sound like they're from the 80s in stranger things but it's just that one i'm like holy crap like that is just it's like a dose of it's like an overdose of nostalgia 
Oh, I agree. And it's, it's become kind of the theme. I mean, it's, it's always playing. Yeah. It's, it's all, all the time. So his number one was Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. And he says, do I really need to explain? No, I guess no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> Said, That's my list. Thanks again for all you do. Next up, we've got Ashley from, she has her own pot, or Stranger Things podcast, Ham Radio, a Stranger Things podcast. Her number five was Separate Ways. Number four was Master of Puppets. Number three was one we haven't heard yet. And well, Colin mentioned it. It was Love is a Battlefield in season two, episode nine. it's dustin and steve arriving at the snowball you know steve's giving him his little pep talk and you know three puffs of the bear fossil hairspray all that good stuff uh and number two was the stranger things theme remix when we hear that we hear at the very end of season four episode nine and we haven't i mean obviously it's not a pre-recorded one but an excellent entry, nonetheless. Yeah, that's the that's the one when uh, when Holly says it's snowing. Yes, it's, it's the, yeah, it's playing there. And we have another vote for number one, running up that hill. But Ashley says, "P.S. I'm wonderful ever here in the air tonight, or everybody wants to rule the world before the series ends." And I can only say that I hope so because those are two fantastic songs, and they seem fitting. Yes, so. they do. Lauren writes in her number five is "You Don't Mess Around with Jim." Yes, Lauren, so she's right with you i'm partial to this song because i have a fond memories of hearing it on an oldies radio while riding in the car with my dad that said it's a perfect song for hopper i love how he jams to it while driving he clearly identifies with it her number four was california dreaming by the oh, beach yeah. boys good one So this was the beginning of um, season four when Elle is reading the letter that she wrote to Mike. Said, I personally prefer the Mamas and Papas version, but if the lyrics really stand out to me here. The song is used in an upbeat scene with the buyers and Eleven now living in California. But she goes into the lyrics and said, you know, all the leaves are brown and the sky is gray. Reminds me of the end scene of season four when all the plants are brown and dead and there's ash floating in the air. I'd be safe and warm if I was in L.A., which is Joyce wanting to move the family in hopes they'd be safer elsewhere. Those in Hawkins could easily think they'd be safer elsewhere after the, the earthquake. You know, the preacher likes it cold, which reminds me, this is yeah. Lauren saying, uh, reminds me of Will saying he likes it cold, referring to the mind flayer. I'm probably making connections where they weren't intentional, but it really stood out to me. Hey, no. anything could be a connection. Yeah. Her number three was Every Breath You Take by The Police. I don't think we've talked about yet. Well, we've mentioned it earlier, but we haven't really, nobody voted for it yet. Yeah. So this was again in the snowball. The song is iconic eighties. And I love the way they leaned into the creepy stalker lyrics by showing the mind flare watching over them at the snowball at the end of season three. Yeah. Which is so funny because everybody thinks that song's romantic and it's not. Season two. Sorry. Season three. Oh yeah. Season two. (laughs) Season two. Uh, her number two uh, is Master of Puppets. And she said if Eddie had to die, at least he went out with an amazing guitar solo. Good point. And then number one is hmm, <gasps> Running Up That Hill. Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. I feel like we're at this like, goes... the Emmys or you know, Oscars where the same movie keeps winning over and over again. Right. <laughs> it's like Taylor Swift night at the Grammys. Yeah. Right? 
This goes without saying, I will never not hear the song and think of Stranger Things. Excellent. Okay, now I've got one from Sherry or a list from Sherry. Sherry says, have to say this was a near impossible task. Songs that were impactful to a scene were not necessarily songs that I would consider my favorites. Ditto. And of course, I cheated. I picked more than five. I broke them down by season. Some were multiple seasons, but I only listed them once. So in season one, the ones that we've heard already are Should I Stay or Should I Go? When It's Cold, I'd Like to Die. And then one we have not heard, which actually I'm kind of bummed. I did not add this to my list now that I think about it. I would probably change out When I, when It's Cold, I'd Like to Die, now that I think about it, to sure. Heroes, the Peter Gabriel version. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it was originally by Bowie, right? Yep. Yes. It was in season one, episode three, when they're pulling Will's body out of the lake, but it's not really his body. And then he's, you know, Mike goes in and he's crying to Karen and all that. And then in the season three credits, when they're all moving away, when the buyers are moving to California, late again. So for her season two, she had You Don't Mess Around with Jim. High five for that. And Twist of Fate, out of all the the snowball songs, this is one, this one always gets stuck in my head. Uh, hey, you're like, yeah. it's one for me and one for Colin. <laughs> Season three. Oh, gosh, this is another good one. Material Girl Madonna. Season three, episode two, where Elle and Max go on their little shopping spree in the mall, which I love all the mall scenes. Just call me basic. I can't help it. And we'll meet again. We again don't know where but and by vera lynn it's in season three episode four and it's the mind flare but i always laugh it's the mind flare army credits but i always laugh because this is also the scene where billy gets flung through a solid brick wall and then he gets up (laughs) and he lopes away like a werewolf like someone that's he doesn't have a shirt on it's just his jeans he looks like the old wolf man so it always makes me laugh yeah Okay, and season four, Dream a Little Dream by Ella Fitzgerald. Dream a little dream of me. It's all the creepy Victor Creel stuff. Every time Henry Creel would hear it. So season four, episode four, seven, eight, nine, running up that hill, of course. I said heel, like I was running up that hill by kate bush she said this one is my number one favorite choice for all four seasons a great song that was perfect for that scene iconic indeed and then she also threw in master of puppets by metallica then let's see we got one hi colin and whitney i'm reese age 14 from olathe kansas and i love your podcast i've been listening since season four came out and i love it so much i was just emailing about the top five songs for the next episode can't wait to keep listening reese's top five were mm-hmm. when it's called i'd like to die master of puppets and then a new one for number three, Africa oh, by Toto. Yeah. And this is weird because I went back and, and watched it because I wanted to remember exactly where I knew it was when Steve and Nancy were doing homework, but I couldn't remember which scene it was. Mm-hmm. But it was when they've they've moved over to the bed. And so Steve broke into her, broke in to her house. And Oh, and yeah, they were doing strip quiz flashcards yeah, strip quiz right so but it's playing kind of on nancy's radio so it's kind of mm-hmm. kind of distorted and faint but it is there oh yeah um yeah so africa and then two was hazy shade of winter and one was 
running up that hill in parentheses, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> we're wrong, okay? We admit it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what I said. I knew we were just going to have fun with this. So, yeah. And then Holly, dear bride of mine, Which, wrote in her. I'm looking at her list. And you're going to have to remind me when her honorable mention comes up. Okay. So her honorable mention is Total Eclipse of the Heart from season three. Now, why it is an honorable mention and not a real thing is because it w- we didn't hear the song we just heard. I'm just practically been tone deaf. Have you heard her? All the time. <laughs> she does not sound like that. Sounds exactly. That's no, a she great does not impersonation. Sound like that. Oh, sound like yeah. In the bathroom. That's the song when they said. Oh, good like one, Holly. Yeah. So Total Eclipse of the Heart was her honorable mention. Seven was Twist of Fate. Six was Master of Puppets. Then five was one I'm really surprised we haven't heard about from anybody yet and that is Time After Time by Cindy Lauper I want this song played at my funeral oh that'd be good (laughs) sure just letting you know (laughs) I'll choose Master of Puppets okay (laughs) so this was obviously in the um in the snowball when the kids are first dancing and when Nancy asks Dustin to dance with her her number four was Material Girl. Number three was another one we haven't heard yet, and that's Islands in the Stream. Oh, I love that song, too. Islands in the stream, that is what we are. Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers from episode two of season two, when Bob and Joyce oh. are dancing in the living room before all the trick-or-treaters come over mm-hmm. and dreaming of going away to far-off places and not being in Hawkins anymore. Number two was Corey Hart's Sunglasses at Night. Also an excellent one. Excellent one. This was episode four, episode six of season one, when Steve and Carol and Tommy H are driving in the car at the beginning in Steve's Beamer. And then her number one was Separate Ways. Ooh, that was a really good list. That was really. I like that. Yes. One. Next up, we have an email from Harriet. Harriet. And listen, if you are a regular listener, you will know that I love Harriet because she's she was our first young young listener. But I don't love her any more than any of the other kids that listen. Okay, but Harriet and I we go way back. Okay, right. she's from Australia. <laughs> Anyways, Harriet says. Hola, Colin Whitney. Happy September. Here's my top 10 songs from Stranger Things. On a sad note, as I am currently on my September holidays, so no internet or service, meaning I won't get to listen to the next episode until I get back. It's fine. We'll still be here. Hope you guys have a great September and I shall see you guys soon. Adios, amigos. Harriet. P.S. Maybe my favorite thing that's ever been written. She said, I picked Master of Puppets as my music dinner costume. My school's music department does a dinner every year and we dress up. It's my first time as a year seven. I will send a photo when it happens. I cannot wait. Oh, absolutely. We need this photo, Harriet. Yes, we need the photo. And then we need you to tell us whether or not we can tweet it out. If not, totally understandable. But I need to see it just so my heart can burst with pride (laughs) anyways okay here is harriet's she gave us 10 10 so number 10 peter gabriel heroes she said it makes me cry every time number nine Susie and dustin never-ending story fun times 
police every breath. Kind of creepy, but cute scene. Moby, when it's cold, I like to die. She says, sadness incarnate. Agreed. Yep. Metallica and Eddie Munson, master of puppets, my music dinner costume. I cannot wait to see what she's going to do with this. Like, what could this mean? First of all, I don't even know what this is. What do you mean it's a music dinner costume? Are you going to dress up as Metallica or are you dressing up to embody the song master of puppets? I have so many questions and I need them answered. (laughs) Number five is the clash. Should I stay or should I go? She says, brethren unite. Number four, musical youth past the duchy. Argyle's theme song. I don't take constructive criticism. <laughs> don't argue with Harriet, people. Uh, number three, Journey, Separate Ways, Worlds Apart remix. Incredible. Number two, Kate Bush is running up that hill. Do I have to reason this? No, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Number one, Dixon and Stein kids. Nostalgia with a capital N. I love how, how, how Harriet, who's, what, is she 12? 12. Has nostalgia for the 80s <laughs> when she hears kids. That's great. She's, she's like my spirit animal. I right? love it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then we actually also had a tweet. So if you guys remember a couple episodes back, we read a story from one of our listeners' daughters, and it was about the Demogorgon baby story. There was like a baby Demogorgon. It was kind of like, wasn't it kind of like Goldilocks, if I remember correctly? Yeah. We got the the email from Kathy, and Kathy said that her eight year old daughter Willow has has yes. started a story, and it was in the morning. The Demogorgon family is about to have breakfast. What are we having, Dad? Can we have Bob? Asked the baby Demogorgon. <laughs> we still have Barb, says the dad. <laughs> okay, the baby says, I have to go to school. Yes, it is just the best opening to any story. Anyways. Your Highnessness tweeted us and it said, this is my friend's drawing of Willow of the Demogorgon baby story, writing a gigantic Demogorgon or writing a gigantic Demodog. How amazing is this? And it is amazing that we have fan art getting sent in or not us. It's not really our fan art. It is fan art of of a baby. It's Willow's Willow's fan art. It's Willow's fan art. But they sent it to Willow. But yeah. So we we will post a link to this so you guys can all enjoy it because it is it's it's just great so we will we will post that on our socials so mm-hmm, i okay. think that wraps it up but let's let's talk about were there any any snubs any songs that you thought might pop up that didn't um i i, I had really one and that was memory. that was the moving in stereo By the Cars, which was the song from Fast Times when Phoebe Cage gets out of the pool and they reused it for this when Billy was kind of walking. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, at the pool. So that was one. And then I'm actually shocked that the trailer that I that I love so much didn't get. Why didn't I put it on there? What's wrong with me? <laughs> uh, so we only had five spots. I could have I could have been here all day. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I was actually shocked that that didn't that did, that didn't make it because that is that trailer is so dang good. It is good, yeah, yeah. I just love that Molly Crew song too, though. Yeah, and Bob O'Reilly. I melt with you, which was the song playing at the at Steve's party when Barb got. Yes, killed. I don't know. That scene always bothers me. It's like November in Indiana, and they're jumping in a pool. <laughs> and then, of course, What's the, the temperature, Duffer Brothers. The the iconic. Runaway by Bon Jovi as Elle arrives in Chicago. 
I don't know what episode that is. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Lost Sister episode. Never heard of it. So, so in our high, highly scientific polling, it looks like if we had a a top three list out of everybody's submissions, number three would be Separate Ways, number two would be Master of Puppets, and then number one would be, hmm... Running up, running the up hill, that hill. Yes. I'm just kidding. It is a, it's an excellent song. And they used it great. And I, and I love, you know, as I just, it's probably still my favorite episode and my favorite moment of my favorite episode. So yeah, I, it's, it's really good. I feel like if we had done this, if we did this episode a year from now, everybody's songs would be different. A lot of it is because we were fresh off season four. I feel like. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously the top three vote getters were all from from season four so yeah yeah but that's fun and we had fun and i hope you guys I had fun it. listening I, yeah so next time which we will be back in two weeks october 6th we are going to do one of our what did we call them influence influence episodes not that colin and i are influencers just that we're gonna talk about an influence on the show and next time we are talking about we're talking about Jaws, and if you've never watched Jaws, shame on you. Although, if you watch it now, you might kind of find it boring. But it's actually time, kind of fun. It's a funny. There's some really funny bits in it. Yeah, and and the Duffer Brothers have said this more than any other movie is what influence influence Stranger Things. And it is once you watch it, you'll go, "Oh my lord!" So if you've never seen it, do yourself it's my a number favor. two favorite movie of all time, second only to Ghostbusters, right? Correct. Yeah. So, yes, we'll be discussing that. We will be talking about all the ways that the way that the ocean influenced Stranger Things and the Predator. That is Jaws. How yes. it's similar to the Demogorgon and whatnot. So. And if you if you don't own it, it's available. I think it's like three or four bucks or something at Amazon Prime or something. So you you may have to chip in a little bit of coin for it. But Is it not streaming anywhere? No, I don't think so. It just was too, but also, I if you have cable, you could probably tune into TNT or USA on. Any oh, given yeah, day it's absolutely it's on TV anytime at so, some point. Yeah, so. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, look it up on your cable provider if you have cable first, and then go from yeah. there. Or Vimeo might have it, or somewhere. It's it's everywhere. So yes, so that does it for this week. As always, you can always email us at scoopsahoypod at gmail You can find us on social media. We are at scoopsahoypod on Facebook and Twitter, and. Obviously, we love hearing from you guys because we read all your emails during our episodes. So keep doing that. And if you like our podcast, leave us a review because that helps us get in front of more listeners like yourself. So as always, I want to thank everybody for listening and I hope you tune in next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Stranger Things audio clips and official score are the property of Netflix. Incidental music by Blue Mount Score from Pixabay.